Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. You know, we talked before about how the music industry is changing and how it changes, you know, the way we access music, whether we even own music anymore. I mean, iTunes, uh, digital downloads, that really revolutionized the industry. And as CDs were dying and Napster was king, at least found a way to monetize the sale of music. The more recent trend, though, has been away from downloading and towards streaming. We don't even need to actually buy music. You're just kind of renting it. That it's there, you can listen to when you want to listen to it. But the way in which artists release music, the way that the product gets to us is changing. And the whole concept of an album is changing. It means to be that's how you'd get music. Artists weren't going to just release individual singles here and there. They were going to release an album. And you go out and you'd buy that album. And you'd get the 10 or 12 or 20 songs or whatever that the artist wanted to release. And it came in that package. You got all the songs, whether you wanted them all or not. But it doesn't have to be that way anymore. And it's pretty easy for artists if they just want to release a handful of songs here or there. Or to release a much shorter album. Or again, even to just release songs and not even call it an album. You know, they can do so. But are we losing something in the process? There's still something to be said for that album. The theme, the sound, the tone. The story, even, maybe, told by that album. Uh, Alan Cross, uh, a resident uh, Global News music expert, wrote an interesting piece uh, for globalnews.ca about how this is changing and changing the world of music. Now, you can find that at globalnews.ca, also much more at his own website, at journalofmusicalthings.com. Alan, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, the album, I mean, that, that seems fundamental to popular music, a concept that goes back, uh, I mean, as long as there's been rock and roll and, and popular music. So what's changing? It's, it, it's our uh, perception of how music should be consumed. Um, when we first started having recorded music, everything was on 10-inch 78 RPM records, and we were very happy with the three to a half or four minutes that we would get from from a record. But when we got to 1948, as a matter of fact, 70 years ago this month, we ended up with a long-playing album. And for the first time, we could have up to 22 minutes of music per side. That was pretty amazing. Now, at, the fir- at first, what we ended up doing was using albums for what was called serious music, good music, like yeah. uh, classical, opera, Broadway show tunes, jazz, that kind of thing. But by the time we get to 1965, 1966, 1967, the popular music industry, which was a lot of rock and roll, had discovered that the album was very, very a great way to make a lot more money. So instead of selling a lot of singles, you could you could make more money selling a more expensive album. And that became the currency of the realm for the next almost 60 years. Now, though, we if we look at Spotify, if we look at iTunes, if we look at file sharing that started with Napster back in 1999, 
what we're finding is that people would prefer to have individual songs rather than full albums. And this has been accelerating since iTunes came along in 2001. And now we're seeing that maybe this retail event, this idea of a band or an artist putting out an album every two, three, four years is not the way to go about things going forward. Maybe the hip hop community has it right because what they're doing, a lot of artists are, are doing there, is a constant drip of music. You know, every couple of weeks there's a new song or there's a new mixtape with uh, bits of songs. And then when an album does come out, it's really short and concise. And we can look at Kanye West's latest album, which is called Yee, seven songs, about 25 minutes. And then Pusha T comes out around the same time, uh, his album, seven songs, around 22 minutes. So maybe we're starting to get into a situation where we have fewer songs, but they're all of a higher quality. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you mentioned that that whole Pusha T album, and people who follow that know that Drake, uh, maybe the biggest name in, in that genre in this country, very quickly released a, a song responding to, to a shot at him on that album. But I mean, you know, Drake's an example uh, of an artist who does this constantly. It seems like he's constantly releasing music, and it's hard to distinguish between, you know, a dump of Drake songs versus what's a mixtape versus what's an album. He's kind of turned the whole concept on its head. Yeah, and this is the new strategy. Always stay in front of your audience. Always remain top of mind in front of your audience. Not by releasing a whole ton of albums. That's just too much. But if you constantly give people something every couple of months, then maybe somewhere down the line you can uh, compile all those releases and put them on an album. But in the meantime, you are entertaining your audience with new material uh, every once in a while. Uh, Muse great band from the UK, they're doing that now. They, they haven't released an album in a while and have released a series of individual songs, and that seems to be working very well for them. You know, it's funny. Part of it is the convenience of, of listening to music in this digital era. Maybe part of it is is the price point. I mean, I remember back in you know, back in my day, Alan, when I'd buy cassettes or even albums. That was how we got music. You know, once in a while, if you really liked the song, you could buy a cassette singular. You could buy the 45. They were never 99 cents, right? I mean, you'd be paying a few dollars at least for, for a a record single or a cassette single and just the inconvenience of having to put it on just to, to hear the one song. Yeah, and the music industry did their very best to kill the single at the end of the 1990s. Their thinking was, well, if you want that one song from that album, I'm afraid you're going to have to buy the whole album for $18. And that really annoyed people, which is why when Napster came along and you were able to go completely a la carte, people went absolutely nuts for it. And that led to iTunes, which, of course, pulled apart the album into its individual songs. And that basically set the behavior going forward. Instead of buying the full album, I just want the song that I want. And we began, now we were we were making playlists, we were burning, um, you know, mixed, well, we were ma- making mixtapes, we were burning CDs. And then with the advent of uh, file sharing and with iTunes, we began to get into making playlists which were individual songs from individual albums all strung together in a way that pleased us, not in the way that it was those songs were originally intended. An artist would create an album and design, design it so that you were supposed to listen to the entire thing in its entirety uh, in a certain order. Well, that blew apart about 15, 20 years ago. Uh, 
And now playlists, if you look at the streaming services, playlists have become the new albums. So if you go to Spotify, for example, you may listen to a full album if you're really into that artist, but more and more people are gravitating towards playlists, which have a series of individual songs that are being recommended to you because they're the best that these artists have to offer. And if you look at a playlist like Rap Caviar, that's one of the biggest playlists on Spotify with 9 million followers, uh, your individual song has a better chance of blowing up if you end up on one of those playlists versus your album, which may not get the same kind of traction um, and, and that, that you want. The other thing to note is if you look at the Spotify uh, charts, there are very, very few album tracks that get played. They're almost non-existent. It's all about the singles. It's all about the big songs. So you have to wonder, what's the point of going through the time and expense of creating an album track when very few people are going to hear it? For the artists themselves, I mean, they, they want to make music doing what they love. They want to get it to, to their fans. Uh, obviously, they, they want people to come out and, and see them in concert performing those songs. Do you think it matters to the artist? Because I, I know there are some who, who like to embrace the idea of a, a concept album where these, uh, you know, 10 or 12 songs, they'll tell a story and they all belong together. But is this something that, that's a big issue to them, you think? There are. Uh, when iTunes first came out, this idea of a la carte selection of songs, there were artists like Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin that were dead against it because, wait a second, I, we created this album as a cohesive work that is, can only be understood if you sit down and listen to the whole thing in the order that we dictate. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're not going to get our, our artistic vision. People still do that. But it is quickly going away uh, because nobody has that kind of attention span anymore. You want to hear the one song and then move on to the next thing. So while albums are probably going to be with us for quite some time, and there are still people that enjoy listening to albums front to back, and there are some albums, especially those from the past, that you just put on and let run, and that's fantastic. But going forward, we may see this uh, revolution in the way music is presented to us. Maybe we won't be getting these albums. We will be getting the individual songs because the record labels understand that this is how people use streaming services. So once again, it's the delivery mechanism that seems to be dictating things. There's some, some big names, though, perhaps, who, who are in that, that luxury position of being able to dictate this. I mean, Kanye West is a big name. Someone like Taylor Swift comes to mind. That if Taylor Swift wants to release an album... That, that, that she can do that, and it's going to be big. And, and maybe some of the, the more established artists, you know, they, they have that advantage, don't they? They do, and uh, they will continue to do that for as long as it makes sense. Um, and there's another reason why people will continue to release albums, and it's because so much of the industry is based on the concept of the, rec of, of the album. So think about how many award shows have awards for albums. Think about how many grant systems have grants for albums. I'm thinking of Factor and Star Maker. Um, this, think about how record labels have always done things with their um, promotion and distribution. It's all based around this retail event of an album coming out from an artist and how you hype it up and how you, you know, um, um, advertise it to the world. Um, 
you know, with with a group like U2, for example, you know, who would go five years without an album. So when when they did release a record, it was a big deal, and they sucked all the oxygen out of the air. But then uh, now, maybe that's not a, the way to, to go about it. It's it's all about these individual songs. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, it used to be something known as the EP, right? There would just be maybe three or four songs, and it wasn't something that, that artists typically took advantage of. But the idea now that, sure, a big band, well, instead of saying they got an album coming, well, they've got some new music coming, and maybe it's just, uh, you know, two or three songs. Maybe it's, maybe it's a whole bunch, but it doesn't have to be bound by any concept of what we think of as an album. I've seen a big uptick in the release of EPs and uh, one-offs and two-offs over the last little while. I mean, a substantial uh, uh, uptick. A lot of independent bands would rather put out six or five great songs rather than an album with 12 or 13 songs that may, you know, may not get any attention. Uh, it's, it's easier to digest you know, five, six, seven songs in a row than it is 12, 13, 14. I remember the Red Hot Chili Peppers released the Blood Sugar Sex Magic album back in 1991. Uh, the compact disc could hold 74 minutes worth of music. That album had 73 minutes and 55 seconds <laughs> really? of music. So what they ended up doing, what a lot of our artists ended up doing, is, oh, we have all this space. We might as well fill it up with stuff. And nine times out of ten, a lot of those filler songs were just that. We didn't want them. And now, looking back on those records, we're only playing the hit singles. Yeah, and that, that was never really the case before with albums because uh, an album with 10 songs would cost the same amount as an album with 20 songs, right? Yeah, that's right. And that's certainly changed in this era. Well, some fascinating uh, points raised. You can, uh, folks can find this piece. It's up at globalnews.ca, much more as well, at ajournalofmusicalthings.com. Alan, thanks so much for making some time for us here. Anytime. That's uh, Alan Cross, a broadcaster, writer, music historian, globalnews.ca. You can find his piece on how the concept of the album uh, seems to be on its way out. Probably not going to happen overnight, but it makes sense. I mean, it's it's so easy for fan, uh, for artists rather to get their music to fans as quickly as possible. So if you've uh, you know banged out a couple great songs, you don't have to wait until you've got ten or twelve or fifteen to put it all in an album. You want to get those two songs out, then get those two songs out. It's pretty easy to do. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.